before I get started today, I want to ask a favor. As you listen, if you like what you hear, would you sit down and write a review? If you want to discuss anything from this episode, you can reach out at the Strive, Seek, Find page on Facebook or at Chance Whitmore 5 on Twitter. Thanks. Welcome to the Strive, Seek, Find podcast. I'm Chance Whitmore. Over the past few years, it's felt like we have seen some people become more entrenched and inflexible in their thinking. Stuck in belief, even when faced with overwhelming proof to the contrary. It's an understatement to say that this makes things a little frustrating. Whether we're talking flat earth, science denier, people who learned their history from the Wolfenstein games, or any of the other nuttiness that seems to pervade the interwebs, it becomes easy to believe that this is a new problem. That that we were smarter in the past, or at least had some more common sense. But if you truly look back, that may not necessarily be the truth. So today I'm stepping back in time to look at four examples of times where people held on to wacky beliefs. For the more sensitive of us, I've tried to keep these relatively clean. And some of the weirder ones I came across involve some downright bizarre rituals and beliefs. Side note. I placed some of the research I did on this on the Strive, Seek, Find Facebook page if you're interested in follow-up. Second caveat, I'm also avoiding an awful lot of the modern ones. I'll poke those bears at a later date. Now let's get started. Trains were once believed to have some fairly horrible side effects. Let's be honest, new technology is often faced with trepidation at the best of times, and trains, of course, were no exception. The speed of trains were believed by some to cause real negative effects on the human body. Some people feared it would cause a woman's uterus to be ejected from her body because a woman's body was obviously not designed to take speeds up to 50 miles an hour. Well... Obviously, that's false. It does paint an interesting mental picture. I'm sure political cartoons were absolutely amazing. And let's look at the science. Women's bodies, as the studies show, tend to handle high G better because of their overall smaller stature. But wait, there's more. There was also the concern for the gentlemen. Well, for the entire species. They were concerned that the high rate of speed might melt the human body. Not everyone, just the fringe. I can't help myself. When I read that, I immediately went to picturing the scene from Raiders of the Lost Ark, where the Nazi's face just melts off, and once again, completely groundless. Now, the other belief involving trains was that the movement and sound of the train could cause insanity or shatter nerves. And newspapers played with this one a little bit. There was violence on trains that would be blamed on this. Nudity was also blamed on the train. With the idea that it could bring about aberrant behavior by shattering nerves and releasing latent insanity. So if you didn't like the guy you're sitting next to, or had a bad day and ended up in a fight, It was because the train made you crazy. Keep that in mind. I'm sure that was a defense that was used someplace. Just to come back around on it, 
Of course, none of those has the mental impact of the words uterus flying from a woman's body. Next is one you may have all heard of, the Cardiff Giant. Now this one is an out-and-out hoax. The scientists and archaeologists at the time debunked it immediately. And yet, it was supported as true by certain religious figures and theologians. So, a man named George Hall paid for the creation of a 10-foot human statue made of gypsum after he'd had an argument with a Methodist revival preacher over a passage in Genesis about giants roaming the earth. He was displeased with kind of the biblical literalist approach that the man was taking. And he saw an opportunity to make big bucks. So over the next two years, he spends the equivalent of $50,000 in modern money to have the statue created, supposedly aged, transported, and buried onto his cousin's farm. They wait a year and hire some guys to drink, dig a well over that spot. And shock and surprise, there's a giant under there. They went to charging admission, and people came from miles around to look at it. Continued to do so, even after being warned by the scientists that this was a fake. They could see the tool markings on the darn thing. Hull eventually sold it for 30000 basically 10 times his investment. And the men who bought it transported it to New York to continue to, to show it. P.T. Barnum tried to get, a, get in on this, and when they wouldn't sell, he made a plaster copy of it and claimed it was the original. And in the process, ended up coining the term, there's a sucker born every minute. This is a great historical example of experts saying, hey y'all, something's messed up about this. It's obviously fake. And a large number of people not slowing down at the least to ask a question. Now, where have I heard that recently? Now, this one, a little different. This is going back to the early days of radioactivity. Those times when you could go into a shoe store and be fitted by putting your feet in an extremely strong x-ray machine. So before we understood what different forms of radiation could do to the body, it was often sold as a cure-all. You could buy radium water as a health tonic. You could buy radium toothpaste to make sure that you uh, had those nice white pearly whites. Uranium blankets were sold for arthritis. And let's not forget the radioactive suppositories. Some of this was intentional quackery. An attempt to take advantage of the new miracle. Because obviously it would be a cure-all and save us. Now, this obviously faded out by the 1940s. The science was starting to catch up. But in the meantime, I don't even want to think about the number of people whose jaws fell off because they were drinking radium-laced water or managed to get cancer because of their miracle blanket. And one more from the idea that we will do anything, and I do mean anything, to have a shortcut to good health. Some Romans believed that the bodily fluids of gladiators had healing properties. Yep, this one is gross as it sounds. And it's been slightly sanitized for your protection. Suffice it to say, 
one of the cleaner examples involving scraping the sweat, oil, and grime from gladiators and selling it outside the stadium as face cream or mixed into makeup and perfumes. Their blood was used as aphrodisiacs and when mixed with wine as a treatment for epilepsy. Side note, there were several more of these that as I researched, I had to put aside because more recent information had proved them to be little more than folk tales, such as the Icelandic corpse britches, which may have some slight historical connection, but were mostly made up. We giggle at some of these, and during my research, I definitely giggled at all the reproductive ones. Roman flying penises, for example, or cornflakes as a pure anti-masturbation breakfast. Look it up. Both of those things are accurate. So with just these few examples, it's obvious. Humans have always been just a little bit off at times. And just as a reminder, have you looked at your internet recently to see if it's any more sane? Worth mentioning. So after so much fiction, it seems appropriate to bring something with a little more truth to the table. Neil deGrasse Tyson does that with charm and style in Cosmos. The first 13 episode season, he makes science and history approachable and beautiful at the same time. He uses the same conceit as the original Carl Sagan Cosmos, including a cosmic calendar to give you an idea of time scale and the ship of the imagination as it moves you in and out of things they'd like you to see. All while structuring the stories with a broad appeal to ensure everyone not just those interested in science find it approachable. It's completely approachable for adults and kids alike. And for that reason alone, it's worth mentioning. Find it now on Disney+. Plus. Finally, a couple of quick shout-outs. I'd like to thank Phil and the boys from the Paul and Griff Show for their reviews and for listening. Thanks a ton, gentlemen. That's it for this week's Strive, Seek, Find. If you enjoyed what you heard leave a review and please subscribe if not reach out my twitter handle is at chance 5 until next time keep seeking your own brilliant future have a good one